Hello, and welcome to In Session, the Daily Texans weekly rundown of the 2019 Texas Legislature. Uh, for the last time, I am here with Chad Lyle and Chase Caracostas. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Okay, so uh, this is kind of strange because we're reaching an endpoint for this podcast, but we're not actually reaching the endpoint quite yet for the legislature. Um, it's just because our school year's ending, and so we got to go. But what is there to talk about well, this week? The legislature doesn't actually end until May 27th. Um, but just like students, they actually, they're honestly probably worse at procrastinating than mm-hmm. we are. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether or not a lot of their, like, big ticket items like school finance and property tax reform, which I know most students don't care about, are actually going to happen in the next 26 days. Um, and I would say one of the biggest things to keep an eye on is whether or not we end up with a special session. How likely does that seem? They have one literally every two years because they can never get everything done. How do those work? Um, so it's an extra 30 days of meeting and the governor has to be the person who calls it. Um, and he also designates the specific issues that the legislature will cover. Um, so usually they have about 20 or so things that will fall into the categories of things that the lawmakers can work on and they can only work on those issues. What types of, like, topics are... Would it just be, like, the priority topics that they would yeah, bother to finish with? it would be, with? like, if they didn't pass a property tax bill, um, they would. Uh, that would be one of the issues. Um, something from the last session that I remember, like, the bathroom bill didn't get passed, and so that was, like, one of the governor's priorities. But um, Joe Strauss had already declared it dead in the water, and so... Just like it didn't make anywhere in the regular session, it also didn't make it anywhere in the special session. What a great use of everybody's time. Um, well, there was, a, there was like 20 other issues that they had going on, so that wasn't like the only one. But there was other things like um, immigration bills and other stuff like that that they were still discussing. Mm-hmm. So what's still up for conversation right now? And what are you guys keeping an eye on? Um, uh, Chad's been on the marijuana beat this semester. So true. I assume this is an update on this, Moody's bill. Yes, ma'am. HB 63. So it, it's a really big deal that it passed the House earlier this week on Monday. Because um, that's... It, not, I don't think... Well, I'll put it this way. No, like, marijuana reform laws have been put on the books since, like, the 1970s. Um, So the fact that something like this passed the House is a really big deal because that hasn't happened in a long time. But um, even though it passed the House with a pretty wide margin, it had, for the most part, a lot of support. And only one representative testified against it on the floor. Uh, So even though it has a lot of support in the House and this exact kind of legislation is in the Republican Party platform, uh, Dan Patrick is like not even 24 hours after the bill passed tweeted that it was dead in the Senate, um, which like basically means he has no intention of considering it or hearing it or making it a priority. And the chair of the committee that would actually sort of like hear and vet the legislation, who's a Democrat who supports it, said that he probably won't uh, give it a hearing either just because he doesn't think there's an appetite 
to support that in the Senate. So even though big victory for Joe Moody, who's been working on this legislation for five years uh, and getting it to pass the House, it looks unlikely <laughs> that it's going to finish the process. Um, but I, stranger things have happened. Why such a stark difference between the House and the Senate? Uh, that's a really good question. I, I, like one, I was thinking about this earlier, and I don't know if it's just because there are less senators. There's, I is it thirty or thirty one? Thirty one. There, there are like, there are only thirty one senators, and so I think usually the people who lead it have more sway. Like, um, whereas in the House, it's kind of a free for all from time to time. Plenty of people will split from party leadership or House leadership on a given issue. Um, but I think, so like also an interesting question is why is Dan Patrick opposed to this legislation when Greg Abbott has said that he basically supports the kind of thing that this would do? Uh, Joe, Moody, Joe Moody even watered down the bill so that it would pass the House and hopefully get Governor Abbott's approval because it was originally a bill to decriminalize possession of less than an ounce of marijuana and now it's still a criminal penalty but you don't have jail time for it it's more like a traffic ticket or something where you pay a fine but nobody's gonna lock you up yeah i would say the biggest reason for the difference between the house and the senate is uh the house has always been much more notoriously to be moderate um compared to the senate and that's always been reflected in the leadership um the most conservative uh, speaker that we've had in a while was Tom Craddock back um, in the early 2000s, and he was the person who authored like the texting and driving bill, um, which was is obviously was a ver- for a very long time seen as like a more democratic uh, issue. So, um, but the other thing about the House too is they only need if it's if a Democrat files a bill and all of the Democrats support him. He only needs nine Republicans to, out of like 80 something, to vote in support of the bill to get it passed in the House. On the other end of things, with the Senate, they, uh, if a Democrat wants to get something passed, so I think there's like 11 or mm. there's, no, there's 12 of them, they have to have 19 people, or they have to have 19 votes total. So they have to have seven out of the 19 almost more than a third, actually, yeah, more than a third of the Republicans vote just to hear their bill on the floor. Um, And then the other issue is Dan Patrick also has a lot of power in terms of um, whether or not something is, uh, like when something is scheduled to be heard. Right. If it does get approval to be heard. And so he could literally just like wait out the bill's existence until the end of the session. Which could last a month longer. Yeah. Yes. Good. <laughs> Full circle my there. <laughs> um, well, what are you? What are you keeping an eye on, Chase? Um, I also wrote about drugs this week, but legal drugs, tobacco. Woo. Um. So, uh, up at the other capital, D.C., um, Senate Majority Heard Leader Mitch McConnell is getting ready to roll out his own Tobacco Twenty One legislation. So a similar bill was approved in the Texas Senate earlier this month, and then it was tossed over to the House, where it's passed out of committee unanimously and uh, is currently waiting in calendars to be put on the schedule to be approved. I can't imagine that it wouldn't be, especially if it's something that 
made it out of the Senate and it was authored by a Republican and a Democrat. Um, but uh, the more interesting thing is the federal government doesn't actually have a legal limit for tobacco. Um, all states do. Uh, and if the federal government has anything, it probably has some sort of bill like they use to get people to, to get states to raise the limit uh, on alcohol use. They tied like highway funding or something to it back in like the mm -hmm. 80s. And they were like, we'll just take your highway funding away if you don't raise it to 21. Um, but so this would be... The first, yeah. <laughs> well, no, when, when you said, like, a limit to tobacco, I was thinking, like, possession limit. Oh, my <laughs> Not, God. Not, like, age. Yeah. And I was like, people can have too much. <laughs> no, you can have as much tobacco as you want, but you can't you, but you but can't buy it or consume it if you're under 18. Sure. And this bill would uh, make it so that you can't buy it or consume it if you're under 21. Um, so it's just interesting for the federal government to be doing that at the same time. But... Their reasoning behind both of the bills is the same, um, which is mostly e-cigarette use among, uh, like, teenagers and people under 18, which 20% of American teens uh, have reported using an e-cigarette in the last month. So it's... It's probably low because anytime you like ask someone to confess to a bad behavior, you won't, like... Yeah, you're not going to get a <laughs> very accurate get depiction <laughs> Um, but the idea behind the bills is that they will be distancing the people that can use it from the people that, uh, from teens. So while like you might not be stopping someone who's 18 to 20 necessarily from getting access to it if they're on like a college campus or something and they know people that are 21, uh, just like a lot of underage drinkers, you are stopping like high school students and like middle school students who might know someone that's 18 because they're like a senior. Mm-hmm. How has this, um, like, support and conversation about it progressed since it first was, like, we first discussed it on this podcast? Um, I would say the biggest thing has just been that um, the impetus has been on curbing uh, e-cigarette use among uh, people under 18 and teenagers and middle schoolers has been the biggest conversation about it. And the only other interesting thing that happened is there was one Republican senator who voted against it in committee. Uh, and so Joan Huffman added, the Republican author added an amendment that allowed for the uh, exception for military members. Oh, right. <laughs> and just so that she could get his vote. And she, and the um, Senator uh, Pat Fallon, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, still That's voted right. against the bill anyway. So it, it's in there now, and their reasoning behind that was that, like, if you're in the military, you're not around high school students. Is that is there anything like that in McConnell's bill, or is it... His bill hasn't even been filed yet, okay. so we don't really know. Um, there's actually two bills in the House, one by a Democrat and one by a Republican, that also raised the limit to 21. Um, and the Democratic bill actually also includes... Um, basically like a legal version of forcefully nagging the FDA to step up its um, anti-tobacco efforts, uh, including using like uh, adding graphic warnings to cigarette um, packages and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, any other things? Oh, the House passed its free speech uh, on a campus bill. Katie wrote about that the other day, and <clears throat> that one was the one 
that would expand free speech protections on campus uh, in light of various events that um, have occurred, like speakers being turned away, um, protests being stopped. Uh, but the people, but a lot of Democratic critics of the bill have said that it could be used to allow for hateful or offensive um, speech to be uh, to go on on campus. And the main example was uh, that was given by a Democrat was the uh, catch an illegal immigrant um, game that was like going to happen well, it was, and then yeah. Is the, urban legend on yeah, this very campus that YCT was thinking the Young Conservatives of Texas was contemplating having on campus, but the event was eventually canceled after a lot of commotion. Well, that's definitely pertinent to us for sure. Um, well, one thing that I saw like the headline for was that more businesses have come out in opposition to um, the bill that is could open up uh, LGBTQ discrimination. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well. So that bill, it um, a lot of businesses have been opposed to the uh, bill that would get rid of the sick leave ordinances that uh, several cities have passed, and the phrasing of the bill has made a lot of people worried that it would also preempt non-discrimination LGBTQ ordinances in uh, those same cities. Um, which typically a lot of cities that have passed this also have passed um, those same ordinances. And so a lot of businesses have come out against that bill because of that wording. The author has said that it wouldn't affect those, but a lot of people um, have been worried that it still would. Oh, and then another bill written about by one of our general reporters, Libby Cohen. Ooh, um, big Libby House Cohen House Bill fan. 2049. <laughs> She's probably coming for all of our jobs. Um, will uh, would expand the definition of consent to criminalize situations involving alcohol, caretakers taking advantage of patients, or coercion after consent has been revoked. So that sounds like more um, rights for victims. Then yes, um, and so all of those things um, were currently not in the state's consent laws, and the author is hoping that all of those will uh, be added to to make sure that victims involved in those kinds of uh, situations would have would be protected all right well um as a farewell uh please describe your legislative reporting experience in three words or less Ooh. i'm trying to keep thinking of words that are just synonyms for each other <laughs> all of the words that i'm thinking of are like really dark that's okay. Uh, messy and chaotic. Are those two similar? I, no, <laughs> but I don't words. think that and needs to count as one of your words. Okay. Um, messy, chaotic, and informative. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I felt like all I did was nag people. Yeah. Nag, nag, Part of nag. The chaos. Nag, nag, nag. That's my three <laughs> words. That and Ooh, like that's good. Nag X three. <laughs> um. Interesting. But also a hot mess. Interesting hot mess. Okay. I think we should go with that. Yeah. Well, my legislative podcasting experience has been 
wonderful. Wow. <laughs> wow. Fun. We brought back the preschool teacher energy. <laughs> yeah. She's, it's fantastic. She's forgetting how hard it was to corral all of us here every week. That's true. <laughs> That's true. R.I.P. Katie. Katie didn't even get an official goodbye. Well. Well, thanks so much for listening all these weeks. If you want to stay up to date on what happens with the legislature after this, we will still be reporting at dailytexanonline.com. And um, subscribe to our newsletter. We still have at least a few more weeks left of it, so please read it. Yeah. And also follow us on Twitter and stuff if you like um, audio content in general. It's not all just ledge stuff. <laughs>